the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Bill from 25th Street Auto sitting next to me. I have tremendous respect for his ability to diagnose cars that others struggle with. And there's times that I lean on him and there's times that he leans on me. We're not the best two shops. I'm not saying we're the best two shops in town, um, but we are the best two shops in town. Um, and I'm kidding you, of course, but there's plenty of other guys. I want to touch base on a couple of things. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around uh, fixing transmissions, and they worked on Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble's cars. That's how long they've been around. Phil at Automatic Transmission has been there during that period of time. It's the only transmission shop I can find in the Valley that I can send you to and that they'll do a good job. So if you want, not on Monday morning or Friday afternoon, you can call stop by and take someone for a ride. You cannot take them for a 30-minute ride. It's something you have to get to duplicate right off the bat. So Automatic Transmission Exchange is a good guy. We were talking during the break, which we shouldn't be talking during the break. (laughs) We should know better. Yeah. So right now, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lifetime uh, alignment for $150. So I'm going to align your car for $150. Okay. Right, you're shaking your head, but you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> what, what do you think? What I, I do, I'm catching you with your pants down here, but and not physi- literally. But <laughs> not literally. what what do you think about that? The, the first thing that comes to mind is everything happens for a reason. Somebody offers a cheap oil change to get you to come in the door, but they're losing money on it, so they intend to sell you something. Someone who does a lifetime alignments, things change in the cars. You crash into something, something wears out. There, there is not a lifetime alignment. What they are buying is you being a lifetime customer with the understanding that they're going to have you come back when you have a problem, and they're going to put it on their machine, and they're going to measure something to sell you. That's what comes to my mind. It's called RCO in my world, a reoccurring sales opportunity. Bring it back in. You really, you should come in every six months. Oh, your lower control arm bushings are bad. Oh, you got a drive axle boot problem. Oh, my goodness, your idler arm, your pitman arm, your tie rod ends, your upper and lower control arm bushings, your, uh, your struts, all of that. Some portion of that's going to be bad. Expect so. And, and it's the same way with lifetime brakes. Mm-hmm. Brakes wear out. They do not last a lifetime. They're banking on they're going to put it. They can afford to put a cheap brake pad on your car when something wears, and they're going to say, you know, it's because of your calipers. Yeah. And, oh, but now you need uh, rotors. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there's a method to their madness. Something for free means you're going to pay for it later. That's, that's just <laughs> all there is to it. There's, there's something that's going to do it. I don't have any of those that I offer customers. No, None of them. Zero. I don't have anything lifetime or anything like that. And as a matter of fact, with the new synthetic oil, we're we're pouring synthetic in some of the newer model cars that call for an annual oil change. 
I say to them, it might not be a bad idea for you to come in at six months just for a look over, something that wouldn't take long. So I'm uncomfortable you go on a year before you come back in. So at least we're going to check your tire and your spare. We're going to do that. But we all have a labor for a lube job, and basically that's lube. Check your oil filter, your belts, and your hoses, and your fluids. That's really what it's all about. So look it over good. So those are the kinds of plus and minuses that we run into every day. The the average person does not keep a close enough eye on their car, and we've been trained that way because cars are so dependable, but cars need inspections. Your owner's manual tells you have things checked. Expect that if your owner's manual doesn't tell you to have things checked very often, there's a method to that too. The manufacturer wants to A, make it sound like the car is cheaper and easier to take her for than it really is, or B, they're telling you the minimum required maintenance to keep that car alive for its 36,000 mile warranty, but we'd like you to take better care of it and drive it for 200,000 miles. And I agree with you. We we just got off the phone with a, uh, with a, a customer that talked about having a scanner. And he was looking at the O2 sensors, and mm-hmm. he said the voltages were fine. Um, but we explained to him that voltage just isn't good enough. And you brought up a good point. We have an oxygen sensor in front of the catalytic converter. We expect that the fuel, or the air and fuel that's coming into the catalytic converter, on a one to, on a one to five scale, it's going to be a four, which is it's got a little too much fuel in it. So when it comes out the back of, of, the, uh, t- of the catalytic converter, it should be a one because we consumed the fuel in the catalytic converter, which is no different than the grill at home. So when we go in, in a hypothetical way, Bill, when we go in, we're rich, that's, that's a number five. Right. And when we come out, it's lean, it's number one. So it's, it's not just that we have voltages. And he said something about a scanner. He had a scanner. How much are your scanners? Oh, you know, round figures, let's call it $10,000. Yeah. And so whatever they sell as a scanner really doesn't do what ours does, which allows by, what do they call that? Bidirectional. Bidirectional. We can talk to them, they can talk to us. Right. And so we can actually see all the numbers, but every, almost everything, and there's probably a few exceptions, every part of the car talks in voltage language. Right. That's it. One through five or five through one. So you have to know what's appropriate for the car if you've got a scanner. And typically those are about the size of a pack of cigarettes. They plug into the assembly line data link, the ALDO, and they give you basic information that is of no use to guys like us. It's, it really is <laughs> it's, a... It's too simplified. Yeah. And it's so, not a diagnostic tool. It, thank you for it's that. It's a code reader. Yep, it's a code reader. George, George, you're up, buddy. How can we help you? Well, thank you for taking my call. I've been listening all morning. I'm a retired master technician, and I'd like to make two comments, if possible. Okay. Number one, when we were talking about fuel pumps this morning, I was listening intently. My ex-wife used to always, always run her truck to fumes, and it would terrify me that she would overheat that fuel pump. And, of course, that cold gas, when you put it in, a lot of times would make the fuel pumps plastic seize up and go, oh, right when you try starting it. Yeah. And the plastic would expand in that AirTech pump or Delphi, whatever we happen to have in that vehicle at that time. Well, then, usually when the vehicle would be towed in, we'd take a hammer and start it, but of course you've damaged the impeller and warped it a little bit, so it's not going to be right. What I used to tell her to do, which is kind of almost illegal, is when you're down to fumes and you're overheating the hell out of it, do it the way we would put uh, water in a hot car. You put a little, you leave the vehicle running and you put a little bit of fuel in at a time. 
so that way the fuel pump basically doesn't have a coronary. No, you're you're right. Do you want to give us your wife's your ex-wife's full name? You want to give her any credit for this conversation? Or <laughs> yes, I'd any... like to call her goodbye. Oh, okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. That's fair or, enough. Or as they say in Brooklyn, tell your story walking. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. It, it um, first of all, with the end tank pumps, it it is it is a diagnostic tool to hit the bottom of the tank with a rubber mallet. Oh, yeah. There is that is a part of a diagnosis from a gray-haired guy. That doesn't appear in any manual, but from a gray-haired guy. When when I was a Ford dealer technician, they had one of the tests was listed as a tap and wiggle test. You tap on a component, you wiggle the wiring to do, induce uh, or cease the erratic problem. But you had to have a scanner plugged in, and we had to go from no voltage to three. Right. And, and then you <laughs> knew we are, you were back winning. That one to five thing. But, but it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where, yes, you can, if you have a problem with your car and the air conditioning comes on or doesn't come on, then you can do the, what do you call it, a wiggle and tap? Tap and wiggle. Tap That's and wiggle. You can do that. But you're going to do the low-pressure switch, the high-pressure switch, the overheat switch. You're going to do all of those different switches, and people don't even know what they are, much less <laughs> to be able to find them. Right. So, um, you know, George, you're exactly right. Now, I'm going to tease George, okay? No. Yes, I am. I'm going to tease George. In my world, when I do the legal work, we're, I'm surrounded by engineers. And engineers oftentimes, even though they're they're in hydrology or water, they know everything about everything. And, and I tease them this face-to-face. Usually there's a door between us, but I, <laughs> I can feel. So the other day there's a, this guy named Joe that's a really good friend of mine, and we were in a group of people, and he's an engineer. And so I introduced him to the rest of the engineer as this is Joe M., and he's an engineer, and he works for Union Pacific. And he didn't think that was funny. You, the railroad company. <laughs> And then he turns around and goes, I do not drive an engine on a train. And I said, no, he runs in the caboose. He run, he's, he's back there at the back <laughs> of the train. I'm really more of a conductor. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he, and then privately he says, don't ever do that to me again. And I said, I thought it was funnier than hell. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why you don't think. But the engineers are, out there and they'll, get, they'll argue, and it's just great to sit back and listen to them argue. They're but, all right, but but it is a, a it is a talent and it is a person that we absolutely have to have in the auto repair industry. It's just I wish that their their focus was a little narrow in this respect. You and I don't work on seven forty sevens. We don't work on 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 trains. There's a lot we don't work on because it's outside. Mm-hmm. But the fuel and the spark and the compression pretty much translates to all that. Yeah. But we're not capable. Physics. Yeah. yeah, we're not capable of of being able to handle that. George, you bring up a good point. Thank you very much. And and he he didn't take the bait. He didn't give us his his ex. No, he didn't. And and you know what? Though Gill is the engineer. And when I say that, his fingers on the button. So if George <laughs> talks, the the public's never going to hear, hear it. They never hear it at you- all. Anyway, Phoenix Body Works is a great place, and he's looking for an alignment guy. So if you work as an alignment guy. They need, this body shop, obviously, a lot of damage to cars are in the front end. So you have to kind of put the front end back together. You might have to put tie rods on it, and you have to adjust the toe and so forth and so on. So if you're a guy and you're looking for a job and you have experience in the alignment world, then Phoenix Body Works up on I-17 and Deer Valley Road would like to talk to you. Another good shop in town is Action Auto, and he's right down the street. He's at Deer Valley and I-17, excuse me. And Tom's a great guy, and I've known him since 1983. When I refer you to a shop, it's because I have the owner's 
um, phone number in my phone like he has my cell phone in his phone. These are guys that know right from wrong. They're going to treat you right. They're going to do good, and it's one of three things. I can't find it. This is what it's going to take with parts, and this is what it's going to take for labor, and you won't write your check for more than $700, knowing full well that our bid is 650 So, But if we come in at 650 and we quoted you $700, we are a hero, but in reality... We're not in our minds because we just opened the door a little bit wider. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, it's back to you. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon, and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday 
Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Bill from 25th Street Auto, Indian School on 25th Street, former drag racer, still drag racer. Yep, still do. Took the summer off. It's not fun to race in 115 degrees. And how fast have you gone down the quarter mile? What's your speed? Uh, I drove a dragster once, but I wasn't licensed to do so, so they never told me how fast I was going. But my my 68 Mustang goes uh, 130 in the 1,320 feet. Okay, and the dragster... Was your cheeks clear back by your ears and your face was all stretched out? You know, they they had a video in it, but it was facing the wrong direction. So oh, I didn't get to okay. see that. That makes all the difference <laughs> in the world. Took all the fun out of it. Yeah. Real quick, Kurtz Automotive is I-17 in Bell. Kurtz is a great guy. He's just really smart. He's really nice. And he has some fantastic staffers that work for him. So if you don't have a shop anywhere close to you and you're close to I-17 and Bell, Kurtz Auto Repair, northeast corner of I-17 and Bell, would it be a place that I think you should stop by, get an oil change, and just see how they treat you? I'm quite sure you'll be happy with Kurtz Automotive. Joe, you're up next. How can I help you? Joe? Yes, sir. I uh, got an F-150, 106,000 miles on it. And I've got a uh, a slight uh, gasoline smell the next day, and if I don't drive it for a couple of days, it's more more intense. Well, I think uh, um, a road flare and your Ford and a gas leak would be a nice. Just don't leave it in the garage when you do that. And I'm teasing you about your Ford. I'm just teasing you. Um, it has to be a fuel leak. What else can it be? Well, if it smells like fuel, you know, yeah. if it quacks like a duck, it is a duck. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be a fuel liquid fuel leak or a fuel vapor leak. Right. You know, the cars monitor the fuel vapor system, but it doesn't really monitor things with the key shut off. Right. So it, it, you may not get a code for this. And then it's also, let's talk about, like you said, it's an external fuel leak. So it can be right. an, an injector rail to the injector that o-ring it could be the fuel pressure regulator the diaphragm's out of it and we're sucking gas backwards common things um but it is unusual that's not anything that i remember dealing with in the last four or five years where we had a fuel smell that wasn't obvious that wasn't you know it's underneath the hood or it's in the back of the car most often if you smell it it left some liquid some evidence of an actual liquid leak that a technician ought to be able to find it because he could probably get places you may not be able to. Right. Well, another thing, too, is is we'd hook up a fuel pressure gauge overnight, and then the next morning we'd look to see if we had, if we lost it and we went Residual to zero. pressure. And then we could go back in and identify where that leak is at. This isn't, I mean, on a 1 to 10 scale, what do you think, to finding, a fuel, uh, finding a gasoline leak that seems to be somewhat uh, predominant? How much? Yeah, I mean, with, with the right equipment, I'm going to say it's 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 not on the difficult end of that one okay, to ten scale. On a one to ten scale, what's your number? I'm thinking it's a three, I'm and think- it would be a one, but it might be and happen rather erratically. Right. Oh, <laughs> no, and that's always the intermittent problem. And I would have sent four or five. Because you just don't know where, when you get into the fuel tank and you get on that grommet up on top where we're running that vent line to the canister and all that kind of stuff. One question, question, Joe, does, who fills up this truck? You, wife, kid? I fill it up. 
do you do you stuff the tank by chance? No, as soon as the, the gas liquid? clicks, I, I that's it. Okay. All as right. soon as the nozzle clicks. Okay. I, you know what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter is sometimes we can overpower the evaporative system. We can send raw fuel forward. And so we're not supposed to do that. That's why the one click is exactly the same. I think what I would do is, are you due for an oil change? Uh, no. Uh, okay. that's do you have a garage? Nine thousand. Like? Okay. Do you, have a, do you have a garage you like? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure of the name, but I just had the fuel injectors done about two years ago. So okay. maybe, maybe, maybe I could take it back to them, huh? Well. I don't know that I'd walk in there and say I got a fuel smell and I think it's the fuel injectors you just touched. I, I no, no, no. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it was good until recently, so I mean, I'm yeah. sure that they did a good job. And no, you could go to them because they have your trust. And so, yes, I have a fuel smell. You know, I was I've been in before. I have a fuel smell, and could you take a look at it? Or you could call them and say, "Is it something I can wait in the lobby for?" And so most of the time we'll say, yeah, not on Monday morning or Friday afternoons for obvious reasons. But, yeah, we can arrange for you to come in at 11 and sit in the lobby and we'll put it on the rack and look it over and see if we can find the fuel leak. But like like Bill said, if it's a, if it's a vapor leak, that's going to be tough. But on the other hand, if it's a liquid leak, we should be able to see the stain. You would expect so. Yeah. So that's kind of – but neither one of us is going to be able to tell you where it's at. And the reason we often – because Mark and I like to help make it easy on you – uh, is he mentioned, is it due for an oil change? Well, a technician's going to be under your vehicle and underneath your hood. It, if it was about due for an oil change, I'd say take it in and say, while you're underneath my car, sometimes I smell fuel. Let me know if you see any evidence of this. That was where I was going with yeah. it. That's exactly where I was going with it. If you are, you due for an oil change. And that's, I throw that in with the oil change. Yeah. And, uh, and most of the time, if you're asking us to, ch- to check underneath the car from tank to forward to the engine, then we have the hood open as we check all the fluid, the belts and the hoses. Right. Then the technician's already tuned in to, I'm looking for a fuel leak. Right. And so and while it. auto repair shops exist to do things for a fee, you know, that you can avoid diagnostic expenses. You know, I like to see it save you time and money. If I'm already in there looking, yeah. that's one of the things I'll be looking for. And, and I, I, we're not going to give you an hour's worth of time where we're going <laughs> to stick two fuel hoses up his nose and have him go wave it all over the car. We're not going to do that. But I would think that you and I could find a visible fuel leak on an oil change, whether we were guided there or not. You know, one of the things, nice things about living in the dirty desert, things are dusty underneath their car. Yeah. Yep. Fuel rinses dust off. It leaves a trail. It gives us some detective thing. Yeah, and we'll be able to see a fuel leak because once you see a stain on the frame rail, then you know it's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And so that's easy. But anyway, good luck to you, Joe. Colleen, you're up next. Hi. This Hi. is Colleen. Yes. I have a two-part question for you. Sure. I own a 2009 Jeep Patriot. It's got about 130,000 miles on it. Uh, and I would like to, I have an extended warranty question, but I'm hoping if I describe what is going on with it, maybe you could tell me what you think the problem may be. Okay, give us the symptoms, sure. Okay, so the Jeep was overheating, uh, so I put water and coolant in it. Uh, then I started to hear this gurgling sound when I turned it off. Then it died. It wouldn't start. I got a jump, and when it started, white smoke began billowing out. That's bad news. 
Let me ask you a question. question. When you said it's overheating on the gauge, it's quarter, half, three quarters, and red. Where was the needle when you said it was overheating? Between half and three quarters. Okay, well, that's not overheating. According to the gauge. Uh, Well, my light would go on. So the light would go on, and it would say, your car's getting hot. Okay, okay. I agree with you. That's that's the gauge saying we're okay. But... um, I don't know. I very few of the cars I see run north of three quarters, but I get people that say that it's less than half and it's overheating, and I, it, that's a, that's a hurdle we have to jump. The white smoke out of the tailpipe doesn't is not good. So I think what you should do is is take the car in to a repair facility, tell them you have an aftermarket warranty, and give them your documents. Say to them, I'm running hot. I'm adding coolant to it, and I got white smoke coming out of the tailpipe. The very first thing the shop's going to do, I'm guessing, is going to do a, a block test, or they may crank it over, they may take the spark plugs out of it, or they may put pressure on the cooling system and see if it'll hold. Right. Those are all These the are all things. distinct possibilities. And the technician's going to pick the one he thinks is the best one. For me, pressure ties... I use a cooling system. The cap's 14 pounds. I put 15 pounds in it. I come back three, four, five minutes later, and it's down to eight. But there's nothing dripping on the floor, yep. and it's an internal leak. Yeah. What my suspicion is when I, when I take all these symptoms is it consumes some coolant. You didn't see a leak, Con- and, and then the car got warm. You added liquid to it, and then you, a, a key thing you said was I jump-started it. Yes. That tells me the yeah. engine was having trouble c- turning because it was trying yeah. to compress liquid. Yeah, one of the cylinders was filled with coolant. Yep. So this isn't going to be pretty. This sounds like something, unless they're going to blame it on a lack of maintenance or, or collision or abuse, sounds like something that an extended warranty should be helping you with. But okay, let's so tow it in my, quickly. That's my second question here, is that, so I called Jeep, uh, and I told them I have this lifetime warranty, and um, they pulled my records up, and they said, you're... A uh, lifetime warranty is voided because I didn't do a 10-year powertrain inspection that's required by the factory warranty. Okay, okay stop for a minute because i only got six seconds. We're going to hang on to you, and after the break, we're going to continue where we left off. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, this is Larry Elder. This election year, your vote is more important than ever. Be sure to register and vote. Our country's future depends on it. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump 
and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. Enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. All about that demon. Well, Bill, from 25th Street Auto and Mark Salem are here at your service. You're welcome to give us a try. 602-508-0960. Real quick, let me tell you about two repair shops that are on the other side of the world from one another. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate is a wizard on the Chevy, the Ford, and the Dodge diesel engine. I'm saying a wizard. He is the best I've ever seen. He's the nicest guy in the whole wide world, but he's not going to sit there and talk to you for an hour. It's a situation where he's in business, but if you can get five minutes of his time and give him the symptoms, I'm sure he'll get close in his educated guess. But Strictly Service Diesel and Repair, they are die-hard diesel service repair guys. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, and they're really good guys. Now, on the other side of the world is Thompson's Auto Repair. Thompson's has been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, are the ones that run it. They have ASC certified technicians. They've been around a long time, I said, and they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. You only have to stop by and talk to Brian and Thelma. And you will understand why I think it's a great shop and it's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend. So that's called Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Uh, to Colleen, 
we we've discussed your problem, and uh, Bill, you had a good synopsis. What was that? The first thing that came in mind was that word lifetime. Yeah. It, it typically there's no such thing as lifetime. There's always outs. Uh, when you have an extended warranty contract, there's an, a give and take. It is a contract between two entities. You have the responsibility to pay for the contract. You have the responsibility to maintain the vehicle, have it inspected, whatever that is. And if either of you is in violation of the contract, then the contract is void. If you don't do that, they don't have to put an engine in your car. And if they don't do something, then they have to do something for you. Right. It works both ways. The The issue is, is those, I don't sell them, I don't like them, I don't want them. I don't tell I don't I tell my customers don't do that because this is what we hear more than 50% of the time. One of my blog topics on my website is how is an extended warranty co- contract like a casino? Yeah. You're absolutely right. Some so people make out. You you they have stopping points they like you've just found Colleen, is they have this 100,000-mile stopping point. Well, you didn't well, come in. It's not even 100,000 mile. It's a 10-year. Uh, I don't know where they came up with a 10-year powertrain inspection, but they're the ones who maintain my car, and I took it in in 2018 because I have the document in front of me, and they did something called a 90-point inspection. Okay. And that 90-point inspection, they they didn't find anything wrong. Of okay. course, okay. that's at the 9-year mark versus the 10-year mark. Okay, well, I think what you should do is whoever did your oil change, you should get them involved with this discussion because their paperwork will show that we effectively did it once we determine the aftermarket warranties parameters what does their inspection entail and then their parameters and what you inspected now behind the scenes there's paperwork and the paperwork is the technician's worksheet it's not something the customer sees but that worksheet creates the work order so there's this paper going on. Who did you buy the aftermarket warranty from? Is it the same people that just did your full inspection? No, I bought it when I bought the Jeep. So okay. I bought the Jeep, uh, and I paid, at the time of purchase, an extra $1,500 for this lifetime warranty, and it's called the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Okay, we understand. And I've read through it, and there's... They're they're not saying the lifetime powertrain warranty is no good. They're saying that there was a factory warranty, and the factory warranty required this 10-year powertrain inspection. Okay. Because I didn't do that, and now this lifetime warranty is no good. Okay. But I purchased it when I bought the vehicle. Okay. The, we don't know anything about some factory warranty telling you a stopping point. That's we what don't I know. said to them. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a battle you're not going to win. I mean, you're just not going to win. They don't care if you hire uh, the best attorneys in town. They don't care. They know that at the end of the day, somebody's going to make the decision that the fight's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I would certainly talk to the shop. But what they're saying is is that you missed the factory warranty, so therefore our warranty is void. Right. Well, it's so it's it's just one of those things. We never recommend never recommend aftermarket warranties. Bill, have you ever seen anybody that ended up on the better end of that warranty? Oh, very rare. Most people do not. Very rare. Yeah. So maybe for us, 
once every three years, somebody will end up better. And it's typically right. a cooling system issue. The radiator fails. Okay, good. We'll do the radiator. And they'll let us. But right now, what we're getting is we'll send you the part. And then they want us to warranty the part, although we made no money on the part. Right. So they send us the rack and pinion, and it's in a box of a company that we've never seen before. They want us to install it, but then they want us to warranty it. And we won't do that. I don't know any shops that will. So I guess the lesson here is is you're faced with a pretty big bill. If that thing's got water inside of it and Bill's right, you said it didn't start. I bet it went, uh, and that was it. Or mm-hmm. And that means that there's water in the cylinder. And that means the head gasket's bad, and the head's going to have to come off of it. And so maybe you can still fight the fight, but more than likely, this is going to be a $1,500 lesson. That's, I'm guessing. I, I wish you the best, though. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best. Do you think there's water in the engine, or do you think it's this water in the cylinder? Same thing. Well, it's the same thing. So, same thing. So we're yeah. looking at about $1,500 to... No, that's what you spent on the contract. Yeah, I'm saying that the contract is a oh, is a is the lesson. Um, is this a little four cylinder or V six or what do you what is it? Four cylinder. Okay, I'm guessing depending on the damage to the head, we're going to be in the three thousand dollar range. Are you, if done. cranking over the engine didn't bend the connecting rod, and that's true. Um, he, what he's saying is, is we need to, we compress air in the engine, and you can take a gallon's worth of air and you can compress it into a teaspoon, <laughs> but you can't do that with water. So if we bent something when we start, we finally got it running, then you have to fix that as well as the leak that caused that. So gotcha. now, in 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 fairness, we're we're kind of scaring her most of the time. Out of if you have ten overheats, how many of them bent the rod? Not even one. Okay, so give me the one. <laughs> give me the one ratio. Is it one out of twenty? One out of thirty? Oh, out of overheats, you know, one out of two hundred. Okay, you know? I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. That's kind of a watch for this. Yeah. But Colleen, it's but not. Most overheats don't turn into a no crank, and I had to get extra battery assistance to make the car spin. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That bothered me too. Yeah. And she talked about that. I'm going, oh baby. <laughs> So mm-hmm. um, you have, what part of town do you live in? I live in Queen Creek, Santan Valley area. Okay, I don't have a shop there, anywhere near there. You're going to have to come into Mesa at uh, at Thompson's Auto Repair, um, or you're going to have to go west to the I-10 and, and Warner Road. So those are the two shops that are in that area that I know can handle your car. And at, at this point, if I just want to just get rid of the car, is there a company that just comes and picks it up? Well, um, uh, short answer okay. is yes, there are always choices. Okay, and and here's one for you, okay? There is a special sealer that my shop uses. The installation okay. of it is $300. It's a okay. process that we're, and I'm making fun here. You, you honk the horn twice, you <laughs> turn on the air conditioning, you open the passenger door for six and a half seconds, you shut. There is a specific. Now, here's the deal. We'll install the coolant, and frankly, we've been very, or we'll install the stop leak, and, and we've been very successful. Although the, at the beginning we weren't because we skipped a couple of steps because we're hairy-chested guys. Because we know it all. So here's my promise to you. If it doesn't work, and here's the deal. We're going to do it, and then we're going to go drive it, and then we're going to check for water in the cylinders. If it doesn't work, you can have your money back. 
If it doesn't work, you're going to have your money back. I've given money back on one car in three years. So this isn't, I'm not selling it as a permanent fix, although I haven't had any of the cars we've done over the last two and a half, three years come back. So it is a it is a first stop leak that I really like and the first stop leak that we use on a regular basis for cars like yours. So okay. the, you look for something that says Salem in the car repair shop because that's the name of our shop is Salem Boys Auto. And, um, okay. and we're on I-10 and Warner Road, but you have to leave it there. So this process okay. takes almost a day, but we're not going to work on your car for a day, but we have... We have to have a car it's for a long day. process. Yeah, it's a long gotcha. process. So it's going to be less than 300 And if it doesn't work, and we can see that it didn't work, then we're not going to charge you anything. Okay? Well, do you think I can drive my car to you, or do you think I have to have it towed? Nope. Do you have towing insurance on your uh, on your insurance? Uh, through AAA, I think I've got it. Okay. Well, they're going to want to tow you to the place of closest repair. So... Um, Oh, gosh, I, I can't tell you if you can drive it to my place, but here's the deal. If you want to try it, then I want you to fill up the radiator. I don't care with water. I want you to put the cap onto the first click, not the second click. Okay. And you'll figure that out. Then drive slow. Don't use your air conditioning or anything like that, and I want your heater on. Even if it's 100 degrees, I want the heater on. Okay. So I'm taking pressure off the cooling system so it doesn't force water into the cylinder. Okay, oh, gotcha. so there's a okay. method to my madness. So one <laughs> okay. click on the radiator cap, fill it up with fill it up with water. One click on the radiator cap, t- turn the heater on, and um, you probably can make it from where you're at to to uh, I-10 and Warner. If not, okay. you're going to have to tow it. But please don't make it worse. If you're driving down the road and it starts pinging and the temperature gauge pegs, you got to stop before the peg. So at it's three quarters, you got to stop. out that I was really worried about. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, good luck to you, Colleen. Good luck. Um, did I miss my 40 break, uh, Gil? Uh, let's do it now. When we come back, Tom, you're next, I promise. Parents, are you happy with your children's at-home high school experience? Wondering if you're doing all you can to prepare them for the next step in their life? Check out Salem Career Hub online at SalemCareerHub.com. Whether it's college prep school, a four-year university, an MBA, or learning real-world vocational skills needed to start a career, get connected with top-ranked online schools and leading skills-based short-term training programs like full-stack software development from the co-founder of Apple, Steve Wozniak, to online XR programs, teaching hands-on vocational courses for HVAC, welding, plumbing, facilities management, electricians, solar, and more, all at a special reduced Salem Career Hub price. Better your child's life through education. Our team of educational experts are available to help you Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Time. Just call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or online at Salem Career hub.com hey everyone you know let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment that felt good huh just like that we had a nice special sort of moment together of course they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special they could be loud moments goofy moments sporty moments dorky moments moments where we talk or walk or just hang out it doesn't really matter they all count because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids well it's pretty momentous 
Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Okay, welcome back, everybody. 47 minutes after the hour, and we're going straight to Tom like we promised. Tom, good morning. How can we help you? Yes, I had a question for you. I took my car in to have it aligned. Uh, it's a 2016 Hyundai. And anyways, they called me up and said that it needed camber bolt, and the right front was out by one degree. So their recommendation was uh, half-hour labor. I, I don't I imagine they had a handsome hourly rate and then uh, $50 for the camber bolts. How did you feel about that? I guess the cars don't come with a camber adjustment on them. You're catching both of us with our pants on the ground on this one. Yeah, while we don't have every car memorized, I'm going to say uh, a camber kit, like they're talking about, is designed to to change. Camber is a tire wear angle as well as a directional control angle. So this issue... What was your car doing when you took it to them? Simple. My car was fine. I didn't notice anything, but I wanted to be sure. I had just bought it recently. Okay. And the Let paper me... he gave me, the right front is out one degree and the left side is okay. Okay. Um, that's easy to man- manipulate those numbers, not that I'm suggesting it is. A camera problem is going to cause either inside wear or outside wear on the right tire. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause that. Or pull to the left or right. Yeah, and it's definitely going to pull to the negative or positive side of camber, the negative side of caster. So if you're more positive on the right side, you should have a drift or a pull to the right side. There are there are symptoms associated with what you're talking about. But if you don't have any tire wear and you don't have any pull, I'm not quite sure if you were my brother and I loved you, I'm not quite sure I'd tell you, forget it. That's what I would say. Bill? Yeah, I'm not confident that it needed to go to the alignment shop without a symptom. Uh, and I, there you go. I, I don't want to do that because inevitably, half the time, I'm going to be nice, half the time, the guy in Minnesota on the Internet told you it needed alignment. But these, you don't have any symptoms, but you bring it in to tell me to align it, but I don't know why. Or the facility that spent $70,000 on the alignment machine marketed to you that you need to have this done every year so that they could sell you something so that they could pay for that alignment machine. And but you didn't hear that from me. No, no. We're talking <laughs> in, We're talking about people who told us. that The idea is is there are symptoms. And when I'm going to put a camera bolt in and I'm going to do things, I'm, I'm going to take care of a slight pull you have and I'm going to take care of a tire wear problem that you have. And so that's kind of what it is. Um, unfortunately, when you took it in for an alignment, that kind of opened the door, and nobody asked you, do you have any symptoms? And that was probably a major fupa on their part. It, that's, that's what we have to ask you. Why are we aligning it? And if you say, I just want you to check the alignment, no pull, no tire wear, no nothing, no. Good. We'll just stick it on the rack, zip, zip, and we'll give you the readings, and they'll be fine. But I can manipulate those readings. I promise you I can. So if I wanted to take advantage of you, I, I could pull that off. And so could Bill. Bill does it a lot more often than I do. <laughs> so anyway, so good luck. Go ahead. So one one degree, you would not uh, lose any sleepover? 
Well, let me ask you a question. When you look at your specification, there's a window, and there's probably a needle that's outside the window. How wide's the window? Uh, they show a zero window, so it's one of those computer-generated things that's red and green, and they show a before and after on it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of red, yellow, green, because that, <laughs> that is typically marketing. Yes. Um, usually, factory specifications is this reading, give or take this much. Right. The, the window that I, uh, I'm looking Mark for the window, about. and sometimes and if the they window. didn't share a window with you, it means that it. I am suspicious that they did not share the factory specification with you. But there's also the possibility he can't read the sophisticated. No, I'm not being mean to you. Oh no. That that the, the sophisticated piece of equipment we have, or that that creates this piece of paper that very few people can decipher anything about it. And especially when they only give you the specification. See, most of us have a window, and there's an arrow on the top, and that arrow needs to be in the window. Then it turns red if it gets outside the window. But if it's outside the window a half a degree or one degree, but we're on the extreme left and we went to the right, then I don't care. But you're still missing two symptoms, and that's it pulls left or right, and it's got tire wear. Got to move on, Tom. Good luck to you, Bob. You're next. How can we help you? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. I got a 2012 Enclave, and it's a 3.6, and uh, is there anything I can do with it to give it a little more power? You know, like going up the flag, I know as you hit the mountain, boy, it downshifts way down. Um, Anything I can do? The first thing that comes to mind is only drive from Flag to Phoenix. The gravity will give you more power. Great, great idea, but there's still one hill there. I know, I know. (laughs) Have you owned this car since it was new? No. Okay. I've owned it for uh, probably three years now. Okay. Has it always had the same problem? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It it runs great. uh, I'm going to keep it probably for another... 40,000, 50,000 miles. No no check engine lights, no smell of gas, no no smell of rotten eggs. The transmission isn't overheating. Then there's, I I can't tell you what I would do to make your car go faster. Other than maybe get all the beer out of the trunk. Yeah, Um, yeah. Get the beer out of the trunk and tell your wife that she has to stop drinking between here and and Prescott or here in Flagstaff. you know, there's some things you can't do. I know, I know. (laughs) If you said to me, Mark, spend as much money as you want to get me up and down to Flagstaff better, I I wouldn't take you up on that. Right. I just wouldn't take you up. How many people are in the car? Just two in in the case of beer. All right. And and, and you don't know, no dogs, and the trunk isn't full of something. No, no, no. Okay. No. I, I, you know, maybe you take control of the transmission yourself. You said that it downshifts. Yeah, Once it I, downshifts, do, I do that. Yeah, I do that a lot. I do that even going up toward Pinnacle Peak. I put it down into fifth. and That's right. Because it'll shift down into fifth anyway. Right. Yeah. Just pull it down into fifth and stay there. And But what you don't yeah. want to do is go up the hill with your foot on the floor and not make any progress. That's not good for the motor. Yeah. We're going to overheat the catalytic converter. So uh, make sure your tires are aired up full, and make sure your spark plugs have been changed in the last 100,000 miles, and that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, i got to go, Bob, but thank you very much. Oh, by the way, if anybody has a question, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Give me your phone number. I like to call people back from my blocked cell phone because I hate to type because my fingers are about the size of oatmeal cookies. And so I don't like to sit there and type. Eric, you're up next. Okay, Eric? I have a 2008 Jeep Wrangler. 
And a few years ago, I had what I thought was typical flat battery. I took the battery, borrowed my wife's car. She did let me use the car. Went to Costco, got the new battery, put it in, no problem. A couple of months thereafter, same thing again. So I just hit the key a couple more times, started right up. And this has been happening every once in a while until finally I had a hard problem. I mean, I tried like a dozen times to start, sounded like a, a flat battery. I took the dealership and uh, the guy said, I never had to replace a starter in these vehicles. Okay. So he said, Let, let's, go, let's go and check. Started right up. Okay. All right. So this is said, a common I, problem. I, uh-huh. Um, first of all, the terminology you'd want to use is, is intermittently it drags the starter. And so normally it goes, yay, 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 yay. And then when it does this, it goes, rrr, rrr, rrr. Or is it silent when you turn the key, like the battery's totally dead? Yeah. Is it silent? There nothing happens sometimes when you turn the key? No, it just, just sounds, it's just a click. Okay. Like, right. a, like a low battery. What and, what's your electrical uh, systems checks? Uh, what does you charge for an electrical system? Battery alternator, starter, shorts, and draws. I think it's about sixty five dollars. Okay, and so uh -huh. that's that's what I would do is is I'd have somebody let's go in and eliminate the alternator. Let's check for shorts and draws. Mm -hmm. The starter shouldn't drop below nine point six when you're cranking over. So the question is is what the heck is it at at, a, at cranking over speed? We want the alternator up about fourteen volts. Um, we right. we want no shorts or draws. So I don't know what to tell you because uh -huh. I can't answer your question. But well, I can tell you it's easy. I, I have one more piece of information for you. Great. Uh, the guy said it could be the range selector. It thinks it's not in park. Could be. Therein so, lies the so, problem here. Mark's yeah, right that we the, should do a, well, a we, health check on the system, but what, what I suspect we have is an erratic open circuit. Something isn't always sent in power to the starter. The transmission range sensor, you know, all these, all these neutral things safety switch. Yep, so, which is, yeah, on some cars, one and the same. Um, so it comes down to they have to have your car acting up before the test results will be fruitful. We're never going to fix it through your eyes and the guys at the auto parts store. It ain't never, and besides that, <laughs> I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not taking your car in. If you expect us to work off yours and his diagnosis and not be able to show us exactly what we're looking for, I'm not doing it. That's the that's the recipe for disaster. Yep, setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, yeah. and so, no, I'm not going to do it. The starter is dragging, or there's clicking, but no cranking, or there's no clicking and no cranking, or intermittently it sounds normal. Those are the kind of symptoms that we will hug you, not really, but we'd hug you for, because we need that. So the issue is, is it's more difficult than uh, that. But sixty-five dollars for an electrical systems check typically will eliminate a whole bunch of stuff. You can go look at MarkSalem.com. Get the FAQ twenty-eight. FAQ twenty-eight at MarkSalem.com. Billy, thank you for spending your Saturday with me. You're always welcome. It's, it's been a pleasure. Billy's twenty-fifth Street uh, Auto Repair, and he's at twenty-fifth Street in Indian School. If you live in that area, you couldn't do better than Billy sitting here next to me. I'll see you next Saturday. I'm Mark Salem from ten to twelve.